Here's the question. Are you an entrepreneur who has a podcast and wants to use it to help grow your business, but you're stuck trying to figure out how to do it? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I interview entrepreneurs who use podcasts every day to grow their business. We'll learn their strategies, tactics, and advice so you can turn your podcast from pod fade into a growth machine for your business. Welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Hey there, world changers, and welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Our guest today is all about growth. He was an integral part of the natural launches for hugely successful companies like Zoopla as well as Prime Location. For the past 30 years, he's helped so many businesses to be able to grow because he is relentless in his pursuit of one single question. What makes some businesses grow and others fail? And that is the quest that he is on. And with almost 100 episodes underneath of his belt, today's guest knows a thing or two about podcasting for business. Please welcome to the show the host of the Business Growth Execution Podcast, Mal McCallion. Mal, how are you? I'm really, really well, Cliff. Thanks so much for, for having me on. Really excited to chat. Excellent. Tell us a little bit more about your business. Okay. I was lucky enough um, when I was uh, a very long time ago, when I was about 27, I got involved in a, a project that became a startup that became a company called PrimeLocation.com. And that we, there was like six of us sitting around in a sort of upstairs attic somewhere in the midst of London, trying to work out how we were going to make this business work, which was essentially a kind of aggregator, a little bit like your Zillow's and Realtor.com's and things like that over in the, the States. Uh, and what uh, we were very focused on the luxury end of the property market. I fast forward five years through a number of near death experiences and we made it out. We sold it for 10 million pounds. That just came this real kind of bug for what, what's the, it's so great when you build a business, when you're able to, to see all those efforts, when perhaps sometimes when there are those moments in time, we all look about and going, this could be it. This could be over. What makes some businesses push on through and, and, and get past that to, to success and yes. others fail. And. And then, so after that, I was very lucky enough to, to be asked to help out a new business in 2008, uh, which was Zoopla, which is very similar again. And that sold very recently to a project with 2.2 billion. It's, it's been one of the joys of my life and, and the, the fortunes of my life to be involved in these, these like crazy, amazing stuff. And yeah, it's just about how do I bring some of those, some of those learnings because setting up a business is hard. Many of them yes. won't make it, right? And and actually, are there little things that that we can do to help other businesses, startups out there to, to launch, build, uh, grow and exit? And yeah, that's that's where Groshan came from. That's why we, we've started this business. That's why we, we love to chat about it on the, the Growth Execution Podcast, as you say, and why, yeah, look, any help we can give to anybody along the way, we are delighted to do so, including podcasts. Nice. And before you talked about, and I got to say, I love that phrase near-death experiences, because you know what? It's true. We've all been there as entrepreneurs, right? We've had those days when it's been like, oh my goodness, today is a do or die day. Now, when you take a look at your business and you hear about near-death experiences, what do you think are like the top causes of this? Yeah, it's almost, it's not almost always. So I, I tend to think in threes and then the three things within a business that, that always grab my attention, I always focus on a product marketing and sales. And generally speaking, it is one of those is, is misfiring. Now it could be that the product itself is not matching its market and that then requires some iteration. Everybody goes out when they're launching a product, launching a business and goes, right, I think I've got the answer to a problem and you might not have it quite right. So, so product can be a thing that by tweaking it, by iterating, by testing, by listening, 
you can find the right way through. And sometimes it's marketing. You can have the greatest piece of kit in the world. You can have absolutely honed to perfection, but if nobody knows about it, it kind of doesn't matter. Uh, and then the final one, the third one in sales is it, it's the one probably I spend most time in, if I'm honest, because I think many entrepreneurs, I completely understand and I've been there myself, I absolutely believe so much that the thing is so great, but it just sell itself. And then just kind of sit there waiting for it to sell itself. And it doesn't sell itself. And then you've got to say, so we build on sales processes. And in the end, generally, that's obviously the, where, where the revenue starts to come through. And that tends to, tends to fix most things I find. And I love how succinct that whole thinking is just simply because of the fact that I know so many people out there that have a great product or great service, but the term that we've tossed around is making noise. So you get people to notice you as you're out there and that way you're driving traffic to your site or driving traffic to your offers, whatever you might be doing. You've created this really great business structure. You're helping out all of these businesses. What made you decide to get into podcasting? Do you know what? It's very much the kind of second side of that piece of so the marketing side. As you say, being discoverable is one of those big challenges for any um, young business. When I first started the podcast, we've done three different seasons, actually. So the first season was very much around business startups, business launches, how to make your business grow. It was just me. And I was uh, obviously talking to, to audio, but I also videoed it. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll touch a bit on, on why that first season actually has, has probably given the biggest and then the second season, so we did 16 episodes there. We then did 16 in the second season, which was around when COVID hit. What I was fascinated by was how this was impacting on entrepreneurs, young businesses out in the market and have some great, great conversations in season two, very much around the pandemic and what that meant for, for a lot of growth businesses. And then season three um, has been um, a little bit more about launch. So I, I wrote a book called The Launch Handbook, which uh, I'm lucky enough to get to Amazon bestseller. Um, and off the back of that, what I really wanted to do was to leverage a lot of the content around there, talk to people who found themselves at various stages of launch and just learn a little bit more about where they were and what, and yeah, share some stories and some, some of the, uh, the war, war tales of how we got to where we are and what, and can those conversations help others to learn more quickly than just standing and then talking at them. Excellent. Yeah. And what I would like to do is go back to the first season, those particular episodes there. When you first started out with, with creating this podcast in the direction that it wanted to go, did you have something really concrete in mind or were you just going to kind of feel it out as you went along? How did that unfold? There was something very specific and then there was something really vague. So the very specific thing was within my kind of framework of how I help businesses to grow and how Groshan helps businesses to grow. I've mentioned there's, there's product marketing and sales, those three things. And within each of those, I've developed what, what I call a kind of a formula. So there's this five elements in each of those three. So it's 15 elements. Okay. And those go from a product concept, which is the, the why, why are you building this business through things like product pricing, through marketing brand, marketing content, all the way through to sales process, sales goals, and so on. So for each of those, it very naturally sets itself up as a, well, I'll do one intro, episode one, season one, and then I'll do 15 episodes, which basically tracks all of those 15 all the way through. And it was, and, and the thing that kind of just happened almost by accident was I decided to, and you perhaps can see if you go to, to the website, groshan.co, or if you see any of my little, um, daily growth tips. I, I stand in front of essentially a backdrop that has these elements, almost in a periodic table, 
type style to kind nice. of back up the formula idea. And I run through each of them. And what that video did and the video of each of those, each of those episodes was it then allowed me to actually slice them up into little bite-sized 30 second to 45 second video snippets, bookend them. And then now they have become 400 plus little daily growth tips. Okay. And I randomized them, but every morning at 8.15 over here in the U, that drops into 1500 people's inboxes, entrepreneurs' inboxes, and we've signed up to, to receive these daily growth tips. And it's great all the time. It's, yeah, we're, we're really lucky. What it does just gives, it literally just gives you that little moment in time just to think of something quite random. It's like, all oh, right, I'll think about, I don't know, marketing distribution today. Or, or it'll be something about um, sales success. So it just tends to just drop things in, 8.15 every morning, just gets people thinking about stuff. And off the back of that, we've had such great response with people who have found just thinking differently about that moment in time, whether they're on a commute or whether they're just you know, getting out of the shower, whatever it is, they can just think about a bit differently about that business. So that's what, one of the benefits that, that I have found is Within the podcast, if there are other ways you can repurpose that content, if you can video it at the same time, and then if you can do a blog off the back of that, then those are very, very powerful ways of ensuring that you can maximize the impact of the, the content that you're building just from what's, what feels like a podcast and sounds like a podcast, but actually can be a really significant marketing campaign. I got to say, I love your entire approach to this. This is actually something when I've worked with entrepreneurs before with regards to the podcast, I've always said to them, don't think of your podcast as part of your content strategy. If anything, it should be the tip of the spear because from one pod ap podcast episode, you can create all kinds of you know quote cards, static images, uh, what you're doing there with video. And I think it's absolutely brilliant. Now, are you also taking advantage of putting your content out on a TikTok or doing Instagram reels or Instagram stories? Do you know what? That's the next iteration. So we, we, we're not the, the, there yet, but certainly obviously on YouTube and, and we do Facebook, we do Facebook Lives and various others so far. As far as the audience gets more involved in TikTok and Insta and things like that, so for sure, that's where we'll follow them. But we found that a lot of the the content really resonates with entrepreneurs that, that are within the platforms that we work on right now, but certainly as we go through particularly this year, towards the end of it, we've got plans to expand into those other social uh, networks too. Nice. What has, so let's talk about the benefit that your business has received from podcasting. And I know you said you're sending out snippets to your list of, I believe you said 1500 people. So, you know, what is, what are the benefits that you're seeing from the podcasting? For, for us, it's about reaching the, the right entrepreneurs, right? So these yes. are those that in our minds, we think about the avatars, you know, that they're relatively young businesses, they've, they've got a problem. All right. And that problem may be anywhere in the product marketing or sales sphere, but they are really alive to the idea that there are solutions out there that aren't necessarily just from within. So what we really focus hard on is how can we deliver as many different touch points as possible to enable people to really, really trust what we do and who we are. Now it's sales is as the, the most important thing is trust in, in any transaction. People have yes. to believe you. Uh, and there's some great numbers that the Google quotes actually, which is, which are 11, seven and four. Um, and 11 is the number of touches that somebody needs from to see your brand or to see of your brand before they trust you on average is 11, which is you know, that, that helps us to focus. That is the number seven is seven hours. So can you get them to spend seven hours with you somehow, whether it's videos, whether it is blogs, whether it's you know, podcasts, all of this 
enriches their understanding of who you are and what you stand for. And then four is the number of different environments. So again, just to keep repeating in email shot to them is not enough. They need to see you in different environments and sense that you're the real deal from a 360 perspective. So the podcast itself has, has helped us to, to appear audio when they're out on, on the run, then to do little videos that drop into their email inbox, then to see webinars that are based on the, the podcast too, and then blogs as well that they can read. In all things, what the podcast does for us is to uh, enable our message to get out there consistently and coherently. And I, yeah, I got to say, I love that as well, too. I, and I oftentimes I argue that of, out of all the content you can put out there, podcasting to me is just a no-brainer. I mean, what other platform can you spend 20, 30 minutes, maybe even 40 minutes talking to your ideal customer avatar, right? When you said when they're out exercising, when they're driving down the road or whatever it is. Yeah. This is the power behind podcasting. And like you said, making sure that your message is consistent across those platforms and getting it out there. Absolutely brilliant. I want to go back to this, circle back to this point, because you you made a comment about reaching the right entrepreneur. How important is it for you to have that, uh, you know, we call them the ideal customer avatar, clearly defined? How important is that? Oh, look, it's it's absolutely critical, Cliff. You've got to know who's on the end of that, that, that earpiece or that speaker. Who is it who's actually watching this stuff? Because... For, for me, yes, it, it's nice to have big numbers and that's great and that's, that, that's all, all to the good. But actually, if your words resonate so much more strongly with those for whom this is, is of huge value, whilst you're not necessarily going to win everybody over right off the bat, by enabling them to hear repeatedly just your passion, your, your real kind of mission, what will your purpose is repeated on a podcast or the offshoots of that podcast, I think is really powerful in convincing people and enabling that trust to flow, which then enables business to be done. And again, you'll know that doing business with people who really get it is so much more fun. Yes, <laughs> so I much, agree. <laughs> so much more insane than people who were like, oh, I didn't realize this is what we're going to get. Well, we're talking about this for five years. It, it, this is what we do. So, <laughs> yeah, it's being able to be up front and being able to welcome, always welcome somebody in who is fully cognizant of what it is that you do and why you're absolutely perfect for them is so beneficial and saves a lot of time at the back end as well. Nice. When you first started with being in getting into podcasting, yeah. uh, what were some of the biggest struggles that you came up against? Do you know what? I think with everybody, it's, it's that measure of technology, isn't it? You've got to try and get the right balance between, okay, we can go hard at this, we can spend a lot of money, or we can do it relatively cost-effective. I think we, we made a choice to, to get you know, good quality mic and obviously video as well when we first started out. It was relatively relatively rudimentary, and, and, and yet this morning, another video that was shot in 2019 went out and is still working and is still doing good and the audio is still great. I, th I think the challenge was very much a, right, am I going to commit to this? Am I going to make sure that my audience believes and knows that I am going to consistently deliver what they want? Because you can start something and everybody gets very excited about it and then you, you miss a week or two weeks or three weeks or whatever and that just kills the, the vibe. So yes, a, the strong advice out there would be don't overpromise. Only promise to do what you can do. So if that is a monthly one of an hour, great. If that is a weekly one of 20 minutes, 20 minutes, great. If you think that you can do a daily 10 minutes out, brilliant, go nuts. But you're making promises to an audience and that audience needs to believe you and don't let them down. 
Exactly. And when you came up with your publishing schedule. How did you plan that out so you could make sure? Because I And the reason why I ask this question is because I know a lot of people, when they start out, they got the best intentions, right? I'm going to publish every day. And then they get out there and realize, holy cow, this is more work than I thought. How did you take that step back and say, okay, here's a schedule that we can publish to that, that we can maintain? What was that plot process like? I, I'm a big believer in, in discipline. And I think successful businesses need to have a certain cadence to their, their, their marketing efforts, particularly. So when we decided that the, the podcast was going to come. It was very much a right. We, we need to make sure that um, we are keeping our promises. We are delivering um, on time. So yeah, it's, it was almost, it was almost a kind of good discipline for us. Okay. It's, it's Thursday. We've got to make sure that we've recorded it. We've got to make sure that you know, we get the video together. We've got to make sure it's bookended. We've got to make sure we've done the intro and the outro and all of those checks were there as well. And yeah, so it, it was almost that right. We, we need to make sure. And again, I spend a lot of time with businesses talking about discipline. It's, it's not a dirty word. It's, it's a very important word, particularly if you're starting a business, there needs to be that level of, right, I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to get on with it. We need to do this on a weekly basis and therefore we will. It got quite interesting when you start to get others involved and you're starting to do interviews and then you've got to try and rely on other people. So we, we started to bank quite a lot. So to actually do some two, three, four weeks in advance for season two and then season three, because we didn't want to get to a stage where we ended up um, with short of, short of content. And that got quite interesting as, as the pandemic changed every day. And then we'd be talking about something completely. So as the pandemic kind of hit, talking, not talking about the pandemic at all. And then suddenly four weeks later, it started to come into the conversation. So yeah, there, there are events that, that happen, but I think people are very forgiving as long as they can see that you are committing to them as well. Nice. Share with us one of the biggest successes that comes to mind when you think about podcasting for your business. What I love most about it is just the fantastic conversations you have and just how it goes off on to these wonderful places and talking with them, talking with people who you just wouldn't otherwise necessarily have got into a chat with, or certainly wouldn't have found something out about. So we spoke with Sean Harper recently, NFL ex um, player, and, and he was amazing as a kind of motivational speaker, motivational coach, those kinds of things that, that happen as a result of them seeing your commitment to. So I think there's, it's, it's not quite a kind of, it is a community. It is a community of podcasters, I think, who, who have respect and understanding for what everybody else goes through in order to create it. And therefore they're much more willing to share themselves and share their stories too. So I think that if I was to to look back, and as you said, we're, we're at episode 96 right now. We, we have got another 45 backed up, ready to, to launch in due course. But, so, but yeah, it's just the, the wonderful stories you get, the people that you are able to expose to listeners that otherwise wouldn't have those their stories uh, out there, I think is another um, great joy of, uh, of doing podcasting for sure. So now there's typically two ways of doing a podcast. We and I talk and I talk about it in terms of like a solo episode, like just standing behind the microphone and chit-chatting versus interviews. And it sounds like your podcast is a little bit of a mix of both. You were talking before about how you created like those first 15 uh, yep. episodes that kind of discusses your business framework, how you get results for your customers. And now you're doing a lot of interviewing as well. What made you decide to start interviewing people? I, I think that there is much to be gained from others hearing other voices as well. In getting the first season done, that was very important to get the message out there and to set the kind of the, the, the framework of exactly what Groshen is, what it does, why it focuses on these 15 different specific areas. Having done that, then the opportunity to 
inject conversations with bits of that. You know what? We would be talking with somebody who is, is an online marketer and we'd be able to talk about marketing brand and we'd be able to talk about marketing content and so marketing intel, or we'd be talking with an absolute sales guru and you'd be able to, to find some more stories about their sales goal setting. How do they motivate teams, all that sort of stuff. So what I think it does is it reinforces the message without being too salesy, frankly, we are here as everybody is, we want to help people and you know, we want to stay in business to, to ensure that we can help more and more people in being able to talk about who we are and what we do and reflect back from an interviewee on that and riff off certain things. I think that gives us a real, a real sort of 360, 3D view of what we do rather than it being very just broadcast and just kind of essentially one of us just talking out loud at the screen about it. Although, like I said, that there was absolutely a, a very important place for that. But I think for us and in our market, quickly, we decided that talking to other entrepreneurs of whom there are millions would really add to the, the flavor of the podcast. How do you go about finding good guests to be on your podcast? Because I've listened to a few episodes and the, the, the subject matter that they do discuss is just, it's incredibly cool. I'm, I'm loving it. And so how do you go about finding these guests? How do you sit there and say to yourself, this person would be a great guest for my podcast? Yeah. So again, we're lucky that because um, we've been around for a little while, people approach us, which is great. And some really fascinating people who um, we've been very fortunate to get on as a result of that. And we do have a look at various, and there are some other sites. So things like Audrey, for example, A-U-D-R-Y um, is a kind of podcast share uh, place where, where I think the team can find some very interesting guests and then people who exchange podcasts on that. So yeah, have a look at some of those as well, because there's always people there that are very keen to, to go. You have to forgive me that there's a couple of other sites that are similar to that, that my colleagues do use. But yes, it, it's an orgy is one that leaps to mind. But yes, there are very interesting people. And again, because we are lucky that we're all about business, we're all about growth. There's always people to talk to about this particular topic as well. Nice. And so for, for the entrepreneur who's out there, an entrepreneur listening to this podcast episode, they've got a podcast, maybe they're struggling. What would be a key piece of advice that you would give them? Um, so, you know, I, we, we went very hard in it, right. Okay. Can we get onto, so, so we use um, Libsyn, uh, L-I-B-S, yes. to, to distribute it. Uh, always to make sure it's on all the, the main networks. We use Chartable in order to measure how measure the performance and make sure that it's getting out as, as much as possible. Um, and that's really useful as well. It's got a single link that allows you to send it and then whatever device that person's using, it, it'll pop up for Apple or Google or whatever. So that's been really useful for us. That, that makes the difference, I believe, between something that people become committed to is your commitment to that. And I've said before about the whole discipline side and making sure you don't overpromise. I think any budding um, podcaster out there, what you've really got to do is say, right, I need to make a commitment about these times and these topics and make sure that I'm getting out there. Perhaps join something like Audrey, get some good guest flow through, but make sure that you are delivering, make sure that your content and your what you're talking about is consistent and coherent and reflects your values. Um, and people will find you. Now it, it may, it may take some time. All right. It may be a slow build, but sooner or later, you, it just starts to really kick on and you start to find, yeah, the audience that, that you're looking for because they are looking for you. And this has been a recurring theme throughout this interview when you talk about consistency. And I remember I did a really great interview last July with a social media uh, manager 
And when she, when we brought up the topic of consistency, the thing that I seem to think about, cause I hear it all the time from people, right? If you want to get ahead on Instagram, you need to post a reel every day. You got to put a static post out there every day. You got to do all these things every single day. So when people hear consistent, that's what they're thinking of. Mm-hmm. But consistency means what's consistent for you. That could be once a day, could be once a week, it could be once a month. You're absolutely right, Cliff. I, I think it is what you have to make a decision on as as a podcaster and as a business is what is what's your don't don't just if you don't have anything to say, for God's sake, don't just chuck something up that doesn't reflect what you're talking about just to, to put it out there. Love um, that. You've, you've got to find you've you've got to be that message on a regular basis, but it can't be you can't half ass it. You've got to make sure that you're doing the right thing and you're doing it regularly, consistently, and coherently so that it is of a piece with your overall message. Nice. Absolutely love it. Mal, if somebody's listening to our audience and they want to start following you online, start soaking up some of those little videos you were talking about and email messages, what's the best way to make that happen? That's great. Thanks. And so Groshan is where we are, G-R-O-W-T-I-O-N.co. So Groshan.co. And you can sign up for our, our growth execution tips. They're all on there. All of the links through to our social media are there as well. But yeah, we'd love to be sending out some more and yeah, hopefully helping even more uh, businesses to, to launch build and grow. And for our audience, we will definitely have all those links plus all this other good stuff that Mal has given us in the show notes down below. Mal, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us today. It's been a real treat having you on the show. January pleasure. Thanks very much for having Hey everyone, I wanted to let you know that enrollment for our free five-day Start My Business podcast challenge is officially open. If you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking a podcast would be a great way to grow your business, but you're not sure how to start one, then this challenge is for you. This challenge is designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Now within the five-day challenge, you'll go from ground zero to having a fully operational podcast that you can use to start growing your business. I'll be sharing with you simple tips and tricks that took me years to learn that will prevent you from spending hours on one episode. Head over to startmybusinesspodcastchallenge.com or click on the link in the show notes down below. We'll see you there.